Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Kodakery. I'm Megan. And I'm Josh. Harry Hagen, Jake Price, and Tanner Pendleton joined us this week to talk about the new van snowboarding film, Landline. Shot on Kodak 16mm and Super 8 film, these gentlemen captured the van snowboarding team during a trip they took around the world last year, cinematographically preserving their adventures and turning it into a film that beautifully showcases the places and experience their snowboards take them. Listen in to hear what went on behind the scenes to make this film happen. So, let's jump into the Kodakery and talk with them. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kodakery. Today in the Kodakery, we have three guests with us. Tanner Pendleton, Harry Hagen, and Jake Price. And these three gentlemen traveled the world last year with the Van Snowboard team, capturing all of their adventures on the slopes across the globe on 16mm and Super 8, and we're going to talk to them all about it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, happy to be here. So how did this project start? You know, Vans makes these kind of films annually, but how did this particular one get going? Oh, yeah, this is actually the first snow film from Vans. Coming off them doing their skateboard video, Propeller, and I think they had a lot of success with that. And uh, I think the snow program's at a point where they've put together this really insane, awesome team, and they have sort of this cast of, like, legendary snowboarders, young snowboarders, and, like, established pros. And so, yeah, I think everyone at Vans was just kind of thinking it was the right time to, to make a video. And I sort of came in, and I think I just kind of pestered them where they agreed to let me do it and us make the video, really. <laughs> So is it like is it like a a movie where there's a director and then you have cinematographers? I mean, like what what was your role? I honestly think the like the term director to me it seems funny as far as like snowboard and skateboard films go because I, I think we're kind of like just all in it together and really it's like a it's a collective effort of you know all of us filming and all of the riders and to me it doesn't seem like there's one pinpoint vision that's trying to be expressed. It's more of like a collective vision coming from the riders, all us filmers, and and myself, and everyone at Vans as well. So we're really sort of just like, I think we're kind of all the directors and the filmers, and you know, snowboarders will grab cameras sometimes. It's pretty cool, you know, if we see something and uh, like the light is good, and there's a moment that we see, we usually all pull aside one of the snowboarders and be like, hey, you know, you should try to do a powder turn here, or you should hit this natural jump, and that's going to look really good. And, you know, all the writers are so open to any comments that we have. They trust us as, as the guys that are capturing the snowboarding that they're doing. And that's a huge part of the directing cinematographer kind of deal that we, we do day to day. And have the three of you guys worked together previously? Um, yeah, me and, me and Harry have worked together on projects before. I've never worked with Jake prior to this, but I was always a big fan of his work. Nice. So, Take our take our audience a little bit on this journey. So so you get it all set up. Vans is ready to go. You've got your camera. You've got your film. Where where did you guys travel to? Man, we went all over. Harry, Russia. Yeah. So I mean, I guess there's different sides of the actual movie itself. You know, you have like the backcountry powder guys who you know for the most part stay in the mountains and are on a constant search for good snow. Um, and then you also have the I guess for lack of a better term, the urban snowboarders, which I was mostly a part of for the entire two years. So with us, we're constantly trying to find cities or, I guess, cool locations with, you know, different looking infrastructure or whatever. 
So with that, we found ourselves in Germany. We went to uh, Helsinki, Finland. We went to Japan. We went to Murmansk, Russia, which was an experience. Um, and then we also went to Czech Republic. So on the street side of the film, those were kind of the main locations that we went to. And on the backcountry side of the film, I think uh, we went to all over the world. I mean, okay, so we went to Chile, went to Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Iceland, hung out on the West Coast quite a bit in um, interior BC and Canada, did Alaska, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, wow. Utah, all over the place. The constant traveling lifestyle and we really never know where we're going to go until the day before. You know, we'll get a phone call and be like, gosh, do we rally up the troops and let's go to this place. It snowed a foot of snow last night. Let's go. Cool. That might answer then one of my questions, which is like, how much of that can you plan in advance? And did you guys have a say in where you were going to go or somebody else pulling those strings? It's the snowboarders that are picking where we're going to go. Okay. Yeah. So, and based on like, you know, like how it's the weather is basically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're checking uh, weather reports every single morning when we wake up and you know, you try to, it's always a gamble. We always like try to be in the right place at the right time. And there's a lot of different things that we're dealing with is, you know, the sunlight, the, the length of the days, the temperature outside. The, you know, there's so many things that have to line up for us to get the perfect shot for a film. Right. And, you know, a lot of the time we get lucky and a lot of the time we don't. And most days we'll go out no matter what. And for me, I, I don't really care where I'm at as long as the snowboarders are happy and they have something that they want to do. Right. And, and you guys are riding along with them, right? I'm a, you're, you're, you're chasing them down the mountain. Or, or is it that some of you are on boards and some of you guys are kind of waiting down at the end in case they pull off all, like some awesome tricks? Like, what, how, how do you kind of structure a shoot in, in this environment? I think that totally depends on where you're at. We kind of use a wide range of vehicles to access the, the terrain we're shooting. Like in the streets, we're honestly normally just sitting in a car, driving around for hours on end, looking for, for the right thing to snowboard on. Uh, in the backcountry, we're taking snowmobiles and sometimes just hiking off the chairlift and stuff like that, helicopters every now and then. So it's kind of like a, a wide range of ways to, to reach the snow depending on where we're at and what we're doing is it distracting or is it hard to snowboard and film at the same time typically we just we normally find a spot to post up and film the action from okay uh, it's, it's sort of rare to like be actually physically following the person down the slope um so normally we'll, we'll find a spot we'll find the location we want to film at and and just sort of you know post up find an angle and you know the rider will try their trick and do their thing for a while and we just, you know, sort of hang and, and try to get the shot the way the way we've seen it. Yeah. But I think being a snowboard uh, filmmaker, I think that's the number one question we get all the time. Yeah. Whenever you tell somebody what we're doing, they're like, how do you snowboard next to these people? It's, it seems like mind-blowing to them. But the cool thing with everyone in our crew for this man's film is all of us snowboard very well as well. And I think all of us came from semi-pro background and that was like our dreams, but we became filmmakers instead. Cool. Yeah, and uh, just just to, to kind of go back to something that you said a second ago, you mentioned urban snowboarding. Describe that for our audience, because I think people think of it like snowboarding. You're out on the mountain, you know, big powder trails, like, you know, you're in a, a half pipe, something like that. But what's urban snowboarding? Totally, yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, you think of snowboarding and, and skiing, you think of like the 
you might need this big mountain, you know, to get out there and do it. But really anywhere there's any little bit of snow, there's there's a snowboard scene and there's people snowboarding. Um, so it's kind of transformed into this thing where, you know, it's definitely heavily influenced by skateboarding. And, you know, people are out there snowboarding on, on handrails, jumping off buildings, just sort of like using the city in a creative way to to do what they want to do on a snowboard. So, yeah, for those trips, you know, we're going around to like a major city like Helsinki and just sort of like exploring the city and finding unique things to snowboard on. Cool. Yeah, I think I, I saw some of that in the the teaser trailer that you guys had somebody like going down a railing or something like that. That makes sense. Um, at, at, at what point in this process did the decision to shoot this all on film come into play? Um, I think it, the first winter we sort of were, uh, we shot a, a whole bunch of film and we wanted to shoot more. Um, and I think it was after, I think it was after that first winter when we really like looked at the footage that we had and, at that point, we were kind of shooting on a mix of red, uh, Panasonic digital, and film. And we were sort of starting to cut the footage down. And uh, I think we realized that the stuff that looked the best, the stuff that felt right for what we were doing was was the film. And I think at that point, going to the second winter, we were like, all right, we're just, we're going to try to go all in on this film. And, you know, luckily, you guys were extremely supportive of us. And Dan's was down to go in on that as well so i think at that point we just kind of decided to go all in nice it was a good decision yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it was the best decision yeah i think also like for me so i think a big part of it was uh just growing up on films that were that were shot on film um like if i think back to videos that i was obsessed with when i was a kid they were all shot on film or shots that stood out in them were were shot on film like all the robot food movies and for skateboarding minefield, you know, you could watch the entire video and one random shot of some crosses on super eight is just like literally burned in your mind. So, uh, I think all those things had a huge influence on me and, and just having the opportunity to like make a video with bands and have Kodak be involved in it. It's just like, to me, that seems like the best or like the only way I I really would want to make a video is, is to do it on film. That's awesome. So you're all cinematographers as well as snowboarders. So, like, correct. For example, Harry, is this the first time you worked with film? No, I've uh, I'd say maybe three or four years I've been shooting with film, so not that long. Um, but you know, the in, in the times prior to this, it was all on our own budget, so maybe you're a little more cautious about what you're shooting, and which can be good and bad. You know, sometimes when you have the mindset of of it's, you know, maybe not necessarily coming out of my own pocket or the company that we're working for really wants to shoot it this way. Um, you're a little more liberal in the sense of I'm just going to shoot way more, and maybe sometimes that's when you do end up getting something that you wouldn't have if you were, like, worried about how much it was going to cost or whatnot. So um, it definitely kind of elevated once we, we started doing this project for sure. And Jake, what about you? Um, so, yeah, I've been shooting film for, gosh, it was actually one of my first filming gigs was working for one of those films that uh, Tanner mentioned, uh, Robot Foods, After Lame. And that was, I think, about 15 years ago. So I've been shooting, I've shot probably 11 snowboard films since then, and every single one except for one, we were using Kodak film. 
Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, what, so for you guys, oh, yeah. as, uh, as artists and filmmakers, what's the biggest difference between shooting digital and shooting film? Yeah, the biggest difference for me is just the, the ease of it, you know? I mean, there's not a lot of settings in my camera. There's, I, I think the, the shooting process in snowboarding, I think it's so important to be really fast in your setup time. So as a one-man crew, I mean, I have to set up my, cam- my tripod, throw the camera on it. It is all in the snow, by the way, with freezing temperatures and a blizzard, most likely. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want it like, my goal is to have everything ready to go and turned on within 45 seconds. Because if you're not ready to go when the snowboarders are ready, you're going to miss the moment. You're going to miss that, like, natural feeling of their excitement of what they're doing. Or, or I mean, there's so many different things that we shoot. But it, it's all about capturing that moment. And the moments are very you know, few and far between, and we have to be on it. And for me, shooting with my Super 16 camera, I can pull it out and just be ready to go as fast as possible. And there's no settings. There's no other bullshit to deal with. It's just the best. I think it also uh, sort of, like, puts people in the moment, you know, when you're shooting film as opposed to digital. Um, I don't want to say it's, like, more serious, but it definitely, you know, when you pull out the 16 and you're like, okay, like, I'm going to start filming now, it's, like, okay, now we're filming for the movie, whereas, you know, if you're shooting digital and it's, it seems almost a little bit more disposable where when you start filming, it's not necessarily, like, go time. But when you, when you take out the 16 and you're like, okay, I'm going to press record, there's only so much film in the camera, and, you know, the lighting has to be right, um, everyone sort of is like, okay, this is it, we're doing it, which I, I really like about the whole process. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone in that. We we get a lot of our guests talk about that focus that, yep. that enables, and it creates something with, like, everybody that's involved feels it in some way. So Yeah, I think in general, I think about this a lot, how, you know, the writers putting a lot of trust in you as a filmer to capture what they're doing, because for them, you know, this is their mixtape, or this is their, like, big painting, their, this is their, like, big art form that they're filming. So for them to trust you to be filming in the first place is, pretty cool and then doing it on film there's like an extra layer of trust where you know they're trusting that you have the exposure right the uh focus and everything and you're going to get the shot correct because you can't just check it out right away you kind of got to you know be confident the film is good and the film will come back in in a couple weeks i guess right right so this is a feature-length film and so you've sort of discussed about your quote-unquote directing style you know, of sort of you just kind of take in the in the moment sort of things. So that I feel like then in post-production, when you've got all the footage coming back, maybe, Tanner, you can take a stab at this first, but what are you thinking about when selecting the final pieces that go in? A lot of it is just tricks, you know, tricks that are, you know, people are proud of that are, you know, some really insane technical maneuvers people are doing on snowboards. And beyond that, I think, I feel like what I'm looking for mainly is, like, maybe moments in between that. The times maybe when you're, like, the moments in between A and B when you're sort of just, like, maybe nothing is even happening. Like, that's sort of what I've been really interested in recently is just, like, uh, uh, it's really hard to explain. I guess, like, I, I could equate it to, like, a photographer. Like, I've been, like, R. Markopoulos photos, for example, or just taking photos of, of people doing nothing and, and snowboarding at least. You know, you see a photo of somebody hanging out in a hotel room before they go snowboarding. Uh, I think to a snowboarder, they see that, and it means a lot. 
So for me, like when I'm editing, maybe that's something I'm thinking about, just adding in these moments that a snowboarder could relate to and, and vibe with as opposed to just putting the tricks in there. And I guess really just trying to show that there is a lifestyle and you know a whole bunch more beyond just, just snowboarding. Yeah, there's there's more to the experience than just the tricks and just riding down the mountain, like traveling the world, like you guys did. There must have been tons of moments that you know are, are telling and give a give the the viewer a feeling for what it is that it's like to be on this trip. Exactly. Yeah, when, when we first went into vans, I think the general uh, idea that we talked about was really just making a snowboard movie that was for snowboarders that. Uh, was something that any snowboarder out there could watch and, and really just get stoked to go riding. So I think first and foremost, that's really where our heads were at when, when we were making the video is to, you know, film with riders that were, were going to be out there and doing cool tricks and, and try to put it together in a way that, you know, any snowboard nerd would watch and, and kind of just be hyped, I guess. Yeah, and I think in general what we're usually looking for when we're filming is Number one, it's the tricks that the snowboarders are doing. And usually we'll go to a spot and these guys have an idea of something that they want to do and they want us to capture it on film. And, you know, we start there and hopefully they land the trick. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it takes three or four days of going back to try to get it. But if they do get it, you know, then it's nice to roll around and kind of pick up some B shots and just a few lifestyle shots to add to that. And then gets transferred and goes to Tanner, who was editing this project, and he makes it turn into magic. I think a lot of times, too, and I, I'm sure I can speak for the three of us in this, that, you know, we've been around snowboard films for a long time. We've been watching snowboard films since we can even remember. Um, and you tend maybe to get desensitized to some of the crazy stuff that's happening constantly. So in a scenario of this, especially shooting it off uh, for the most part on film is that you're able to kind of get these cool moments that maybe you weren't able to get digitally or whatnot. And at least for me, when I'm watching snowboard films nowadays, I feel like some people can get lost in just the trick, 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 trick mentality. Whereas like, it's very refreshing to see kind of like what went along with it or how they got there, kind of what happened. So it kind of just puts it, I guess, into a little more context than you normally would have seen in certain snowboard films or, um, so I think that definitely helps, especially with choosing what goes in or kind of what we like. Yeah, and even somebody like myself, I'm not a snowboarder, right? And obviously it's impressive to watch somebody do those tricks. But it also is appealing, even just watching the trailer, to understand like what you what the whole thing is like for you guys. So I think that adding, exactly. adding in those little flavors can make it appealing to even a wider audience. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And uh, and I can't wait for people to see the footage. Like Tanner showed me a little preview, and then the trailer is is beautiful, and uh, it's very cinematic. Like I was very, uh, like I I've, I I has, I hate to say that I snowboard in the presence of you guys who is spending all your time with the Vans professional team, but I've ridden for years and watched a bunch of snowboard videos, and uh, I felt like what I was seeing was a lot more cinematic and just a really beautiful, thoughtfully put together. So I think audiences are really going to respond to it. It's called Landline. When does it when does it come out, guys? Coming out uh, January twenty fifth, I believe is the is the world premiere, and and it should be out on iTunes and, and DVD that day. So you're having a screening. Yeah, we're gonna have a, a world premiere at the, at the SI Trade Show in Denver, Colorado. Awesome. Nice. Can people? I mean, you have to go to the trade show to see it. Like, if somebody was like, "Oh, I want to go to that." 
Yeah, so there's actually going to be a, a premiere tour, which oddly enough, I'm sort of like not totally keen on how they're doing it yet, but I believe it's actually going to start before the technical world premiere. Um, and I'm sure they're going to come out with a schedule and everything. Um, but yeah, starting in Vancouver, and, and they're taking it all over. They're going South Korea, uh, I believe Japan, Europe, and sort of exclamation point at the end is going to be the, the Denver premiere. Um, and then following that premiere is, is when it's going to be released on iTunes and we'll have a book and a DVD and everything to go along with it. Nice. Awesome. One of the things I was going to ask you guys about, and uh, um, feel free to all take a, take a turn at this question. We, we've talked, we talked when we, we interviewed Jason Lee and the girls skate guys. One of the things that we've seen is there's a really deep connection between like skate surf and snow culture and analog, like analog film and analog creativity. Why do you guys think that is? What what brings these two groups together? I think there's, like, in my head, there's sort of two sides to snowboarding. There's sort of, like, this very competitive sports side that goes to the Olympics, and there's this very artistic side, um, and, you know, that's shown through the magazines and through the movies and stuff like that. And for me, when I was a kid, I was, I was always obsessed with that side of snowboarding. I was, like, literally sitting... In my parents' house, rewinding VHSs until they're completely broken. So I, I find that like that one side of snowboarding is very artistic, and uh, I think that shooting on film. I think that snowboarders are maybe drawn to shooting on film because it's a very artistic medium when compared to maybe doing something digitally. Um, and I also find that there's just like a feeling with film that snowboarders and skateboarders can connect with because. You know, you've been seeing it in all these videos your entire life, and, and it just has like, this very authentic feeling to it that I think snowboarders and skateboarders can connect to because it's sort of like the lifestyle that they live, I guess. that makes any sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because it seems like a lot of things, especially action sports nowadays, are just going pretty much who can have the highest resolution and who can have the highest frame rate and... I think when you start going in that direction, you may lose really what you're after, which is getting feelings, making things, or watching things. And I think with this, I mean, it's, it's the same, you know, the same scenario as if someone has a disposable camera and they just shoot a roll on a disposable camera and kind of don't know what you're getting back. And it's the excitement of waiting to see what you created. And in this regard, it's not just us. It's you know, us using the camera and whoever we were pointing it at. And I don't know, it's, that's a tough question, but it, it, it just seems like overall, it's, I don't know, it's easier to, I don't know, maybe achieve what we're after, which definitely isn't to try and have the clearest looking picture. It's, you know, I don't know, it's, that's a tough one. Yeah, I think that uh, Tanner really nailed it, that there's two different sides of snowboarding. And our side of snowboarding is the raw side. And I think it's our heritage and our responsibility to keep it raw, keep it punk rock, keep it just cool, you know. I, I want people to, to see a snowboarder and be like, dang, that looks like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and, you know, we, we really try to show respect for uh, the subjects, the environment, and it's it just just keeping it raw is just the coolest part. And the look of film, the grain that's in that, it just adds to it and... It just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We really appreciate the community a lot from the side of Kodak because at the time when uh, everything was going digital, it was all about digital, 
the skate surf and snow communities were really people who were going, no, 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 we want film. We want to keep this going. We want to keep this alive. And and I think in a lot of ways, the reason that we're kind of coming out the other side of that now and the analog renaissance is happening for film in the way it did for vinyl records is because of your community and that you guys kept shooting film and kept wanting that authenticity. So to everybody out there who's doing it, we say thank you. Um, I think it also... And we say thank you to you guys, too. It's been amazing. I think also, too, it's the same way as in, like, fashion recycles itself where, like, certain things, you know, they become uncool when people get sick of it, but then you give it enough time to kind of reset itself, and then people maybe get lost in certain areas of, like, oh, why was I even, you know, trying to get the most expensive camera when I could just shoot this awesome film and kind of bring it back to what it was. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's the, like you said, with vinyl records too, I think people just tend to start to maybe go back and search for something that they can identify with a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Also, maybe going back to your question about editing, um, I will say there's a lot of moments in the movie that had they been shot on digital, I think I would have completely overlooked them, but there's something about something that's shot on film. It, it sort of just, it can take a moment and like really turn it into a moment where it's something worth remembering, I guess, if that makes sense. It's, it's like you can watch an entire movie and maybe there's one random little shot on Super 8 and for some reason that shot on Super 8 will just stick with you. And that's something that I think is missing from digital, I guess. And the film is sort of just like you get you get feelings when you watch it, which I think that's the main reason why we were, we were hyped on doing it and why skateboarders and snowboarders are hyped on it because... You know, it gives you feelings, and it's just nice. Awesome. Well, it's been really great talking with you guys about this project and uh, and where it's going. I'm going to ask you ask you kind of one final question, and then we want to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can see your work because I know um, your you personal are, work. Yeah, you guys are fantastic photographers. So give everybody an update on where they can find your stuff. But before we do that, usually I, I, try, I ask a, a, a final question to everybody, and in this case. I want to know what was your favorite. This is for all three of you guys. So we'll start with with uh, with Jake. But what was your favorite location and kind of the best and worst moment of the trip? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, my favorite location was definitely Iceland, and uh, I went there with Brian Gucci, who's the ultimate legend on the van snowboard team. And I mean, it was a dream trip. It was surf, skate, and snow, and we ended up being on a private sailboat out in the middle of nowhere. Went to surf a wave that no one has ever surfed and then we literally put on our snowboard boots on the beach hike the mountain and then snowboard down the peaks right there in the bay <laughs> wow that was definitely a highlight of the, filming the whole project and that was incredible and then uh, i want to say that the, the worst part of filming for landline i would say was probably the very last day of shooting and what we did that day was we decided to hike up mount hood the highest point of Oregon with all of our camera gear, the whole thing, just to celebrate and shotgun a beer at the top. <laughs> so the worst as in you were sad day. it was over? <laughs> hey, there's no bad days when you're filming with, oh, with our oh, group. I get it. <laughs> right. Tanner? I'm going to be totally honest. I really like going places that has good food. And <laughs> Japan, I'm always ecstatic because it's this crazy different culture and you get to eat a lot of really awesome food and also meet a bunch of really amazing people so for me when i get the chance for someone to japan to, to film snowboarding with my friends and there happens to be amazing culture and food that's when when i'm the most happy loving it all right well wait what about your worst or do you not have one 
for the worst. Honestly, I don't think that anything that's, that's bad in the moment, to me, I look back on and I, I really love it. Like, for example, I was uh, pretty new to snowmobiling as of the last couple of years. And Jake Price saw me out there floundering around trying to find my way through the mountains. And a lot of times in the moment, I was having a really terrible time just, just trying to keep up with everyone and, and you know, not slow down, uh, you know, the shooting process, really. So in the moment, those those times were really tough. But I look back on them, it's just with really fond memories, you know, where I think it was just it was a bonding thing for, like, me and Jake, who was helping me out so much with just – basically not killing myself on a snowmobile. So yeah, anything that's bad ends up, I look back on it as a really great experience. So I can't actually think of anything that was straight up bad the whole time. Um, I mean, kind of goes along with what these guys are saying. I mean, no matter what, you can be mad in the moment, but if you look back on it at the end of the day, you're like in a cool place filming your friends, do cool stuff. And so for me, the best and worst time came within the same trip um, when we went to Russia um, all the logistics of getting there with visas and all of that, living in Ireland, I was going back and forth to New York City to get basically the entire cruise visas and all that stuff. So that was a really big headache. Um, also, we decided to do this trip last minute, which also was not very easy. But so logistics of getting there were really tough. Um, but once we were there, um, I mean, for the most part, people enjoyed us being there, there was a couple bad eggs, but once we were there, it was really cool. We may have not gotten the most footage, but I think what we actually did get was uh, very beneficial to the movie. But then also while we were there, this was the worst part, was that um, one of the new travel bans had been put into effect, um, and we had a layover. All of the, the two filmers and the photographer had a layover in Istanbul on the way back. Um, and this new travel ban was that you couldn't bring any electronics onto the plane aside from a cell phone. So all of us basically had two, you know, massive carry-on bags full of electronics, whether it's batteries, laptops, hard drives, like you name it, we had it. Um, and so because of this, we looked into basically every option and more on how to get home on the same flight without buying a new flight. Um, and it pretty much was impossible for us because we couldn't check more than two bags. So if we wanted to check our camera equipment, we had to ha we would have had to throw away our luggage. And it was just a big mess. So we actually ended up having to buy whole new flights that didn't go through the Middle East. Um, and we flew through, I think, Austria. And then, yeah, so that was a mess. So I think... That, that trip to Russia was my best and worst experience of the, the whole project. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a headache. So, so thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. We'll give you a second to just kind of, if there's anything you want to you plug, is do you have an Instagram feed, a website, a book, anything that's coming out other than Landline that you want to <clears throat> throw out there, let our audience know where to get it, and we'll put links in the show notes to, to these things. All right, this is Jake here. I think for me... Uh, you know, we're in pre-production for another film with bands. The most current stuff for me is just following my Instagram feed at JP Minibike on Instagram. Try to keep everybody entertained as much as possible. <laughs> Tanner? Yeah, uh, I direct people right on over to fans.com slash landline. And uh, should be updating that soon with a whole bunch of more teasers and videos and photos for people to check out leading up to... Uh, 
the release of the movie, and then of course when the movie comes out, it'll be January 25th. Just check it out on iTunes, and, and there's going to be some photo books as well to go along with it. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, make sure to pick one up. Yeah, with me, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, check out fans.com slash landline. I tend to try and not use social media too much, at least with, uh, I don't know, posting a ton of stuff. But my Instagram is uh, Harry Hagen. And, yeah, the hashtag, hashtag Vans Landline, has a whole bunch of stuff from whether it's the Snowboard Media Outlet or us or the riders or Vans or kind of everything just gets dumped into the hashtag. So there's a lot of good stuff to check out on there as well. Awesome. All right. It's it's, it's great work, guys. I can't wait to see more come out from it. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you all. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. It is a great satisfaction to be able to speak to you through the medium of this wonderful invention.